You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So the Braves returned home on Monday after they ended their road trip in Miami. And over the weekend, the Braves definitely, struggles were expected, if you will. The Braves, this time last week, they were starting a four-game in three-day series against Philadelphia. And the Braves made the most of that opportunity by winning their sixth straight division title. After an off day on Thursday of last week and traveling to Miami, it was expected that the Braves may have a bit of struggles in Miami over the weekend just because, you know, it's natural to see a team have a bit of a hangover when it comes to their production after they won a division title. But I don't think the Braves anticipated running into a buzzsaw that was the Marlins' offense. The Marlins had a historic three-game span of offense, and the Braves lost all three games in Miami. Now, of course, this doesn't have any impact on the Braves when it comes to their postseason, at least so far. They've already earned a postseason berth, and they also have won a division ti- their sixth straight division title. But there still is plenty to play for when it comes to the Braves because they want to secure as much home-field advantage as possible throughout the different levels of the playoffs as they hope to make a deep October run. Well, after losing three straight to Miami, those races to secure home field advantage, not only in the National League, but also in terms of the World Series, those races between the Braves and and, and the Orioles for the best overall record in baseball, but also the Dodgers for the best record in the National League, those races got a bit tighter over the weekend. So the Braves were hoping that they could find some good success starting off on Monday against the Phillies. And it looked like that was going to be the case in the first inning on Monday night. Kyle Wright ran into a bit of trouble in the first inning against the Phillies, but worked out of that trouble. And then the Braves, who were facing... Zach Wheeler, a potential NL Cy Young candidate, they were facing him for the second straight start. The last time they faced him, the Braves were able to hit three home runs off of Zach Wheeler, something that has only happened to Zach Wheeler three times in now 225 career starts. The Braves got to him once again, a solo home run off the bat of Ozzie Albies, and at the end of one inning, the Braves had a one to nothing lead. But then after that, it was deja vu all over again for the Braves. They ran into the same issues against the Phillies here in Atlanta that they 
they ran into over the weekend against the Marlins. The, the Phillies scored seven unanswered run, runs to win the game 7-1. to one. And just like we saw in a couple of games last week in Philadelphia, this was another game where all of the runs were it came off home runs. Six home runs total hit in tonight's game. The Braves got one run off of the solo home run by Ozzie Albies. The Phillies were able to score seven runs off of the five home runs that they hit off of Atlanta's pitching staff. So it's obviously significant that the Braves have now lost four straight games. And the reason why that's significant is because the Orioles came back and won on uh, Monday night. The Dodgers were also able, at least at the time of this recording, to get the job done against the Detroit Tigers as well. So the end result is the simple fact that the Braves now hold a three and a half game lead over the Dodgers for the best record in the National League. In other words, being able to have home field advantage for the NLCS if the Braves were to make it that far. But they now only hold a two game lead over the Baltimore Orioles when it comes to potential home field advantage in the World Series, which, you know, hey, with how good the Braves have done, anything short of a World Series this year will be a bit of a disappointment. So the Braves want to definitely make sure that they have as good an odds as possible, and it's usually easier to get that job done when you have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So those races now are fairly tight between the Braves and the Orioles when it comes to having home field advantage for the World Series, but also they're getting tighter when it comes to the Braves maintaining the best record in the National League to have home field advantage in the NLCS as well. A few other notable takeaways from Monday night's game was, you know, the fact that the Braves offense for the second straight game struggled. But on Monday night, I think it's a bit easier to understand why that was. For the second straight start for Zach Wheeler, you had one of the best pitchers in baseball in Zach Wheeler going against the best offense in the game. Last week in Philadelphia, the best offense in the game was successful against one of the best pitchers in the majors. This time around, it was vice versa. One of the best pitchers in the majors was able to silence the best lineup in the game. That's what happens when you have as good of a pitcher as Wheeler is versus as good of a lineup as the Braves have. And the fact that you also consider Wheeler has had plenty of success against the Braves over his career. So wouldn't read too much into the Braves offense. Zach Wheeler was just on his game, and when that's the case, it's hard for anybody to be able to get something good going against him. The Braves offense should bounce back sooner rather than later. But to me, another... It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A relevant f- takeaway from Monday night's game was the performance of Kyle Wright. Now over two starts, he's, he came back, Kyle Wright went on the injured list back in early May due to shoulder, due, due to a shoulder injury that had basically, that has basically been plaguing him all season, but he returned to the mound at the major league level 
on September 11th, last week in Philadelphia. He's now made two appearances since coming off the IL after being on it for four, four months. Over those two appearances, Kyle Wright has pitched seven innings. He's given up nine earned runs. He also has walked six batters, given up a plethora of extra base hits, including quite a few home runs. That is to be expected. You know, there is some truth to the fact that this is just simply Kyle Wright working off some rust after being on the shelf for so long due to a shoulder issue. And it also can't be the easiest task for in his first two appearances since coming off the IL that he has to face a lineup as good as the Phillies two times in a row. So yes, there's some understandable truth as to why Kyle as to why Kyle Wright has struggled in his first two appearances back on a major league mound. But I think that it is also relevant that Kyle Wright has struggled and he's not been effective at all against the Phillies. Yes, there may be plenty of understandable reasons as to why he has struggled. But the hope was was that when Kyle Wright would come back in September and he came back in enough time for months now, the hope was that Kyle Wright can come back put together a three or four start sample, and that would let the Braves know whether or not he could be a trustworthy factor in the postseason. Well, the thing is, is that he's made it through for his first two appearances healthy, but I definitely do think it's fair to say that the odds right now are more against Kyle Wright being a factor in the postseason, at least in the NLDS, than they are supporting him, potentially even being on the roster. And the reason why is because the most likely opponent for the Braves in the NLDS is going to be the Phillies. And the fact is, is that in the National League NLDS this year, there's going to be, I believe, three off days for that five-game series. So the pitching staffs in the NLDS are going to have plenty of opportunity to rest. And the Braves also have four starters that I feel like they're confident in, you know, between Spencer Strider, uh, Max Freed, Bryce Elder, as well as Charlie Morton. While many hoped, including myself, Kyle Wright could have worked himself into an equation to maybe be a better starting option than either Elder or Morton if either of those two continued to struggle, that just has simply not been the case. Not only has Kyle Wright struggled in his two starts coming back off the I.L., but he also has struggled against who the Braves are most likely to face in the NLDS. And with the need for the Braves to make as many right decisions as possible when it comes to the pitchers that they're going to have on their NLDS roster, I would think that it's a fair conversation to have that the two appearances that Kyle Wright has made against the Phillies over the past week, that could certainly be a factor that may not necessarily be all that good when it comes to his chances to make the NLDS roster. And now broadening out the scope of the Braves as, again, you know, the Braves, again, have plenty of work to do. They need to get back going. I do think, I feel confident that the Braves, sooner rather than later, they and we'll get into tomorrow's matchup in just a second, but I do feel confident the Braves are going to ride the ship and get back going once again when it comes to getting some wins together to really be able to secure home field advantage throughout the playoffs. But the Braves definitely have experienced plenty of pitching struggles over the past, you know, week to 10 days when it comes to their staff. Right now, it feels much like it did back in early May and, and also back in July. Those two times, at those two times, the Braves were dealing with injuries, unexpected injuries to both their starting staff and their bullpen. Right now, the Braves are just simply managing their main pitchers to make sure that they're not overusing the main pieces of their bullpen as well as their rotation to take advantage of now that they know that they're going to get into the postseason, now that they won the division, they have the ability to give a little bit of extra rest to their main arms, and that's what the Braves are doing. But while the Braves are smart to do that, 
I don't necessarily think too much should be read into the Braves' pitching struggles. A lot of what the Braves are running into is that they're using less quality arms right now than they're going to use when games start to matter again in the postseason, and they're also running into a bit of bad luck. Right now, the rate at which the Braves are giving up home runs is not likely to be sustainable. They're not going to give up five home runs every other game going forward. But I do think with each passing day, you get more and more clarity that it's going to be very important for both Jesse Chavez as well as Nick Anderson especially to come from their rehab, current rehab assignments to come back and be healthy and hopefully be effective. Because when you really look at the bullpen in particular, I do think that, hey, the Braves bullpen, it's right up there with any other bullpen in baseball in terms of what it can do, in terms of the potential that it has to be effective in the postseason. But just like any other bullpen in baseball, there are multiple question marks about this Braves bullpen right now. And I don't think it it, it is being um, negative to, to discuss that. I think that it's relevant because you want the bullpen to be as fresh, healthy, and effective as possible and also as deep as possible in options going into the postseason as you can be. And right now, yes, with Rysel Iglesias, A.J. Minter, as well as Pierce Johnson, who again was just another outstanding trade deadline ad by Alex Anthopoulos, that makes up three potential options for the back end of games to work the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning. But beyond that, the reason why you hope that both Nick Anderson and Jesse Chavez could be available is because then that gives you options that you can potentially rely on. Because outside of Johnson, Minter, and Iglesias, all the other potential arms for the Braves, they have relevant question marks. Joe Jimenez, yes, he is healthy, but he has struggled mightily against both the Dodgers and the Philadelphia Phillies this season. He's thrown five combined innings between the Dodgers and the Phillies this regular season. He's given up four home runs in those five innings. Kirby Yates, you can have him be as effective as possible for one or two games, but then also you run into the potential of him having a bad inning. Looking to use him two to three times in a series, that may not necessarily instill all the confidence that the Braves might like. So this bullpen is, is effective, has the potential to be as effective as any potential pin in the playoffs when you compare it to the rest of the majors. But I also think that there are still plenty of relevant questions that the Braves are wanting to find more clarity on and something that would definitely help with the confidence of that, that would go into the bullpen as we head into the postseason. Something that would help that confidence would be having the options of Nick Anderson and Jesse Chavez and having them to where they're at least somewhat trustworthy because you've been able to see them a few times in the regular season since they're back from their rehab assignments. If they can come back healthy, work a few innings here in the near future, that would definitely be a good turn of events to give this Braves bullpen more depth and at the very least allow for the Braves to know that a couple of arms that have come back from injury, they can potentially be reliable once the postseason rolls around. But again, with the struggles that the Braves have had over the weekend, last night it occurring again against the Phillies, right now the simple solution for the Braves is just to take it one game at a time. And it's pretty easy to buy into that philosophy when that one game is going to be started by Spencer Strider. Don't forget, the last time the Braves won, it was when their ace, Spencer Strider, was on the mound. And Absolutely outstanding performance against the Phillies. Ten strikeouts on over seven innings pitch, only one earned run. That was last Wednesday in Philadelphia as the Braves clinched the division title. Well, it's going to be the same matchup this time around that we saw in that game. And the Braves were able to have early success with an Austin Riley home run that supported Strider as Strider was able to shut down the Phillies lineup. The hope for the Braves is that again, 
facing the left-hander for the Phillies with Spencer Strider on the mound, this is the formula that will help get the job done because Spencer Strider himself also has plenty to pitch for. Zach Wheeler, who in my opinion probably is in the top six or seven in the National League this year, I think in the eyes of many he could be in the top five or even three when it comes to the National League Cy Young Award. Spencer Strider is right there as well. And if Spencer Strider can put together, I think that he'll get this start and probably one more this season. If Spencer Strider can put together another start later on tonight, like he did last Wednesday against the Phillies, that's one other feather in his cap. Another favorable bullet point on his resume that really can add to the validity that Spencer Strider is a true Cy Young candidate in the National League. Because think of this, when you look at Spencer Strider, and you look at the fact that he could easily be on his way to leading the National League in wins. He definitely is going to lead the majors in strikeouts and also strikeout per nine innings, at least when it comes to a starter. And you also look at the fact that his underlying metrics, the the um, the um, advanced analytics, his numbers in terms of what he can control stack up favorably against almost any other of the potential Cy Young candidates around the National League. When you compare that resume and add to the fact that Strider, if he could put together another excellent start later on today and then put together another excellent start in what will likely be his last start of the season, if you combine what Spencer Strider has done so far this year and all those things I just mentioned with the fact that he also was able to end the season with three very good starts in a row, one that clinched the division for the Braves, another that ended a skid for the Braves against a potential playoff opponent, and then obviously his final start of the year leaving a lasting impression with the voters, Spencer Strider has plenty to pitch for when it comes to him winning the 2023 National League Cy Young. Again, I don't necessarily know how much likelihood there is in him winning the Cy Young because pro there's still probably three, four, five different individuals who could have a case to win the award. But when you look at what Spencer Strider has already done, when you look at what he did in his last start, and when you look at what he potentially could do over his next two to three starts to end the season, there's a good opportunity that Spencer Strider could do enough in the month of September to give him a good shot of winning the National League Cy Young. And if the Braves can benefit from that by winning each of his next two, two starts, then they will be in a good position to really be able to, again, secure their spot as having home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So plenty to play for. Plenty of excitement to look out for with Spencer Strider on the mound. Hopefully the offense getting going as well and the Braves can end this skid and get back to their winning ways on Tuesday night. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Make sure you check out all the great podcast content wherever you listen to podcasts as well as BatteryPower.com at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media and again, wherever you get your podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Yeah.